everybody, this is Ron Bumblefoot Thaw, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hello, everyone. This is your bass player, Billy Sheehan, from the Laundry Day Dogs, so you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Jeff Scott Soto, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Turn it up, baby. Welcome to episode 430 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 430, we are joined by Jeff Scott Soto. Uh, he is fronting an amazing band with their sophomore album, Sons of Apollo. Sons of Apollo is made up of Bumblefoot, who has obviously been a guest on the show in the past, Derek Sherinian. Uh, who was on uh, when the first album came out to talk about that so if you go back into the Iron City Rocks archives you can check out that episode Mike Portnoy um, always interesting to see what Mike is up to a million different bands Winery Dogs uh, this he works with uh, Steve Morris uh, and countless countless others also we have Billy Sheehan on bass uh, from Mr. Big Talis just saw over the weekend that Talis has signed a new recording deal. So it'd be interesting to see what the Buffalo uh, guys are going to be up to with a with their sophomore album as well. But Sons of Apollo just released um, this past uh, Friday on the uh, 17th of January their sophomore album. It's entitled 2020. That's in Roman numerals. Uh, so you can check that out now. As Jeff and I talk about in the interview, it's extremely approachable prog music um, I think uh, Jeff who has sung with Ingve Malmsteen also did a, a short stint with Journey um, comes at you know as he freely admits kind of new to the world of prog but he gives it I think a great approachability for those of us who maybe aren't uh, you know full on you know yes um, you know the different uh, bands like uh, Dream Theater, for example. If you're not maybe into that level of prog music, it's a little too complicated for your brain, or a little maybe more complicated than what you want to listen to. Jeff's voice and the melodies that Jeff brings, I think, brings this. Um, I don't want to say dumbs it down because that's not not fair at all. I think it adds a melodic sense to it, a hook that maybe you remember uh, that, that may not be there in, in a Dream Theater song. And that's certainly not the knock Dream Theater either. But I think uh, uh, this could really open a lot of doors for some of these musicians. So without further ado, we're going to play you a track from the new album 2020 from Sons of Apollo. We're going to get into that interview with Jeff Scott Soto.
Jeff Scott Soto, this time of Sons of the Apollo. How you doing, Jeff? Doing great, John. I guess it's been uh, quite a few years since we've spoken last. Yeah, yeah, we spoke uh, during the uh, Damage Control album, uh, but you, uh, just a couple of years ago, it seems like a blink of an eye, the the group that I think everyone looked at and said, holy crap, when we saw, you know, Derek and Mike and, you know, uh, Bumblefoot and, and Billy and you, and like, who could, could you pick anybody better at any one of these instruments uh, to put together an album, um, you know, and here you are, very pleased to say, uh, on the, the doorstep of releasing 2020, the second album, um, which I think is just fantastic in, in listening to it. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, was it a hard sell for you as a singer to come into a project like this where you've got such great musicianship that, you know, well, maybe you have to struggle? Well, um well, the only struggle I, I might have put in front of me was the fact that uh, these guys come from such a huge prog background. And if you listen to any any of my releases, I mean, yeah, I might have dabbled into some some uh, time changes here and there, but I've never been really into the prog scene. So that was the only concern I, I might have had in the beginning. But even when when Portnoy called me and, and invited me to join the band, uh, and, and originally I was invited to join another outfit that the guys were doing with uh, with Tony McAlpine on guitar. It was PSMS. PSMS and that was another group that uh, they'd already had going. They they thought you know, this time around they want to actually, instead of doing another instrumental album, they want to do one with a singer. And I just befriended Portnoy recently. I mean, we've known each other through the decades, but it, we've never really truly known each other or toured with each other. And I guess that's where, uh, when we toured with my band Soto opening for Winery Dogs is where he really took notice when they realized they were looking, they wanted to do the next album with a singer. He basically selected me out without me knowing him. So basically when I came in, I, 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 I dove in with the uh, feet first. I said, uh, you don't even have to send me a, one song. I, I already know I want to do this. Yeah. And I think a lot of people yeah. probably felt the same way when they saw, you know, like the blabber mouse of the world putting out that this band was together. You're like, First off, you're thinking, who who can sing for this? And okay, they got you know they picked somebody who's more than capable to sing for it, uh, you know. And then to deliver on that promise is another thing which you guys have done. You know, we sure. I think you see a lot of bands, especially in the digital age, that you know everyone can share wave files and, and a lot of people have home recording equipment, and you end up with these kind of um, you know band of the day. You know, there's some people out there that are kind of making a career out of being in different bands, and you know, but when you listen to an album and you hear such cohesive and intelligent music, uh, you know, you guys should be extremely proud right. of these records. Oh, absolutely. And, it, and for me, it was, I, I've done so much, as you said, you know, we, we haven't spoken in the better part of seven years and I've done quite a bit since then, but I've done quite a bit for the past three decades plus. And from that, it's, being a part of something like this just added another element. Is I, I love adding a new creative and challenging side to my career because I've pretty much done it all. And for the for the sake of not repeating myself, I thought this would be something that I could really sink my teeth into and uh, and and add to my repertoire and just kind of get something new out of out of, out of music and on my on my own career. Yeah, and I think it's it's a it's a great point. 
when the band, you know, to, to kind of rewind a couple of years to, to when you all started out, I mean, is it important in a situation like this where you have someone who kind of is running the show so that you don't have, you know, obviously everyone's way more than capable at their, mu- you know, their musical instrument, but sometimes, you know, democracy in a band can sometimes lead to things not working. Some bands work better when it is a democracy. Was this something that you, you guys had to kind of, let someone call the shots? Yeah, well, this precedence was set early on because they were inviting me outfit, and for all intents and purposes, when we, when it was changed from PSMS to Sons of Apollo, uh, Bumblefoot was brought in, and, and you know, they, they were moving on from Tony. Obviously, this was a new thing. This was something brand new, and it, and it again, for all intents and purposes, it, it is a band. But as you said, it makes it so much smoother when there's an overseer in the band, when somebody, especially someone like Portnoy, who is actually very good at knowing how to kind of build the landscape. Um, for me, it was, it was great because, number one, I'm so busy anyways, for me to have to now dive into another situation where I feel I have to put my, my, my personal input just to make sure that I'm happy and I'm, it's something I really want to do. I didn't have to worry about that because I knew it was in good hands. And number two, again, as I said earlier, this is not my world. I, I was stepping into a world of something new and exciting and different. It was better to leave it to somebody and somebody who's who have already been in that world. And I'm kind of picking up and learning from them as we're, we're we want to be the kind of band that will eventually uh, uh, bring in all kinds of different fans, not just the prog world. And I guess that's where I came in. That's you know, even if you you listen to the record, the two records, you see that for the most part, I'm singing on the straighter parts. Not singing. That's when the guys go crazy and they get to show their chops and they get to to really spread their wings. But for, they keep it pretty straight when it's when I'm when I'm singing, and that gives gives me the opportunity to really shine. I can put what I do best into that instead of trying to sing over some crazy time signatures and and yeah, sure. It, Maybe it's less of a challenge to not have to do all that, but I think it's a smart way to do it because you you can draw in a listener without making it too crazy, too busy for them when the actual vocals and when all you know when the core of the song is happening. Yeah, and that, that's a really really you can throw all the the, the kitchen sink stuff as that's already been established. Yeah, and that's a great point. I mean, for a listener who who maybe isn't you know you know obviously Mike in his other work goes into some really technical music and you know sometimes as a listener you you feel is you know especially someone who maybe plays a guitar or the drums or something sometimes you feel like wow he's a lot smarter at this stuff than than my ears are um but when you bring in you know like you said the the, the straighter parts for lack of a better term it helps i think make the music more approachable um to a listener right. as well you know obviously gives you a comfort in singing over it but it helps you know, those of us who, who can't think in 6-8 or, you know, that kind of stuff um, you know, <laughs> is, is more approachable. And that really shines Absolutely. through. Um, live, is, is this the, the music for you? I mean, when they go off and do all these crazy parts, that gives you a, maybe a little bit of a break, you know, from singing. Is that something that's kind of new for you to have a little bit of downtime in songs? Are you kidding me? I had to learn the hard way how to do how to fill in that downtime with my first my very first tour, my first in the music world with Ingvay Mounting. He 
they were they were instrumental there. There were a lot of solo sections, keyboard solo, guitar solo, well, well guitar solo. But that was half the show. Um, so I had to learn how to space it out, but also make it not look like I was either happy to be gone or that I was, why do you even need a singer if you're going to be doing so much of this in between? So that was up to me to kind of find that balance so you could see the, the flow of the show without actually missing the singer or forgetting there was a singer. And I guess those were the, those early, uh, I guess those early tendencies were a great thing to already have coming into something like this, because I don't necessarily always leave the stage when these guys are going into their sections. And that's, that's a normal thing to do. If you're not playing up there, what are you going to do for two and a half, three minutes while these guys are crazy stuff that demands their attention. So I already kind of had that under my belt and, and now it's, it, I'm just kind of formulating to work with Sons of Apollo. And if you see like the live DVD that we released last year, you'll, you'll see how I kind of balance that out. Sometimes I leave, sometimes I'm involved in it, uh, you know, as far as a physical presence, but sometimes I'm completely out of, off the stage just for the sake of not trying to distract any, on, on what the big picture is here. Yeah, and that's that's a really uh, an interesting thing. And I think, you know, it's easy for us listeners not to really even think about that, but you know, when you're on stage and you've got somebody in Ingves, that's a really, really good example. You know, we'll go off on, a, you know, these really long extended things. And, and it, I imagine sometimes it could be, especially as a new singer, you know, back, back way back when, yeah. you know, to be on the stage, that could be somewhat intimidating and, and you feel a little awkward maybe, you know, or, you know, and there are, there are bands out there now that, you know, they've been around for 40 years who are the singer still looks kind of out of place and awkward when he's trying to grab the maracas <laughs> or, you know, it depends on right. you really on the band, on the song, you know, Steven Tyler looks cool playing the maracas, but I can guess that there are certain singers out there that would look a little strange doing it. So, um, you know, in many respects, this makes yeah, you kind of the but, yeah. perfect guy for the job with, with these guys. Um, well, so, you know, again, it's uh, it, it's something I I I love a challenge. I love giving uh, having something that's not already automatic or something that's autopilot. So something like Son of Apollo truly gives me a chance to to add more to what I've already done and not not assume or or just be able to say I've done it all already. Right. I want to be able to say I haven't done it all, and and this gives me that. And it's great to hear a singer, you know, at your point of your career, pushing that boundary for themselves, you know. Yeah, I, I don't really look at my body of work or the, the amount of years and decades I've been a part of this business or, or just been able, been lucky enough, been fortunate enough to be able to say I can do music for a living. I, I never look a gift horse in the mouth and I'm always looking to grow and I'm always showing my, not only my appreciation, but also my hung, my hunger for continue for growing and, and for you know, reaching out to new horizons. I know I'm, I'm throwing all the cliches in, but it truly is, is it's something that means a lot to me. Uh, and I, I never do look, look a gift horse in the mouth that I could actually say I'm a musician for a living. Hmm. Now, one of the things I noticed when I listened to this album, you know, in a lot of ways I could say your voice sounds every bit as strong or stronger than your time with Ingve. Um, but you're not, you know, you're how many years older? We don't want to do that math. None of us want to want to hear that. But I, I have no problem talking about that. I'm 54, and I started with Ingvay when I was 18. So uh, is is there something in, in particular you do to keep your voice 
sounding so good. I mean, that's, you know, unfortunately, the, the voice is sometimes a hard instrument to maintain. What? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, for starters, I was, ne- I never fell into the, the, the party, drinking drugs and all that, you know, that, that trap of, um, use, going, uh, taking advantage of the situation of, of exactly what I said earlier about, I'm humbled by the fact that I get to do this for a living. I'm humbled by the fact that there's people out there that have been following me all this time or that are recently following me because they're giving them something that they might like. To me, that's a huge responsibility. It's not one to be taken for granted. So with that being said, I don't party the way people... I, I, I didn't even start drinking until my late 30s. So I think that had a, a huge factor in, in being able to kind of ration my voice and, and learning how to preserve my voice so I can actually have a career later in, in life where a lot of them were either between touring schedules that were just brutal and blowing their voices out because... Uh, the, you know, the, the elements that were available out there, I never fell victim to those things. So it's just a... so those, the, those two factors alone gave me the longevity, and I, I really cared. I wanted I wanted to show myself and my voice and, and be respectful to it that I can care enough to to say I don't want to be that guy. I, I want to be around for as many decades as, as people will have me. Yeah, and and my hats off to you. Now. I mean, you're looking at uh, you, like I said, the, the numbers. Uh, you don't lie the number of years you've been doing this professionally and the quality of album after album song after song that you guys uh, are able to to put out is amazing i think 2020 is is you know i think a, a, it's got a cool blend like like i said earlier of approachable music but there's still something in there for you know the fans who are going to recognize Darian Derek i'm sorry and and Mike you know in their right. kind of heritage are going to be pulled in and enjoy that aspect of music, and right. it's both there. And, and you guys did a very nice job of of making an album that I think was going to appeal to a great number of fans with 2020. I appreciate that. Well, Jeff, I want to thank you so much again. The new album. Uh, do, do you have a street date for that? I know it's in January. I don't I haven't heard the official street date for the album yet. I believe it's coming out um, next Friday, if not mistaken. Okay. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's the 17th. Okay. I thought it was the 15th, but I'm, I'm confusing another event going on with us. So I believe it's the 17th, but okay. it's, it's next week. Let's just say it's next week. <laughs> In the blink of an eye, we'll have it. We'll have a new Sons of Apollo, and hopefully, we'll see some tour dates. I'm, I'm assuming it will be kind of forthcoming in the U.S. and and hopefully we'll get you guys out in the Western PA area before too long. It'd be a fantastic show. Well, we are we are uh, embarking on the tour. The first night is the 23rd. We start in Sacramento, and I believe the last show, if I'm not mistaken, is in is a, a Jim Thorpe or Burke or something like that. I, I, again, it's I've got so much going on. I haven't even memorized the dates that we're, we're hitting, but I know we're on the east coast uh the like first or second week of february okay and that's uh we're starting off with a short kind of like a hit it and quit it u.s run and then we're, we we're planning to come back and and hit it harder and hit a lot of bigger uh, a lot of other places that we're missing on this first one fantastic well hope hopefully we'll get you in our neck of the woods soon and uh, jeff i want to congratulate you again and thank you for your time you're very welcome thank you you wanted the best well, you got the best, the hottest band in the world, Cheers!
wraps up this edition of Iron City Rocks. Uh, you can find out more about Sons of Apollo on their website, or we'll have a link on ironcityrocks.com for that. They're doing some tour dates. Uh, there is one on February, I believe it's 7th, in Jim Thorpe, PA, so conceivable if you're in the Western PA and you're really digging this album that you might want to take the uh, drive across state out east to check that out, but hopefully we'll be getting them back in, as uh, Jeff mentions, many more tour dates in 2020 still to come, so would be awesome to see this band on something like perhaps the new mayhem festival which um is rumored to be uh, back in 2020 so we'll have to see what comes of it a fantastic album like i said though i really enjoyed this even more than the debut album and it's it's awesome to see a band when you read the lineup on paper uh live up to what your mind says you know when, when i remember seeing this on you know one of the gossip metal sites you know, Billy Sheen and Bumblefoot and Derek Trinian and Mike Portnoy. And, and let's be honest, anyone could have sung for that band and it would sound cool. But Jeff Scott Soto was like, holy cow. You know, they really, really hit the nail on the head. And the album lived up to the hype. And I think this one is that much better. Uh, it reminds me a lot of remembering when Mr. Big debuted, thinking, well, nobody can live up to what I think this is going to sound like. And they really did. So check that out. You can visit us at ironcityrocks.com. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter are all forward slash Iron City Rocks. Invite you to check out uh, our social media and also our website for a link to visit uh, to vote for the Western Pennsylvania Music Awards we do annually, the PMAs. Uh, that's until the uh, end of the month. You can vote on that. I believe it's until Super Bowl Sunday you can actually vote. So get your votes in. And uh, don't forget to drop us an email if you have any suggestions or comments. IronCityRocks at gmail.com. And until next time, we want to thank you for listening. <laughs>